Hello, all my friends. Welcome back to my second podcast. Um, is Ray getting back into the schedule of normalcy after all of our break off? I know this last week we um, got back to school. We got back to all the sports and just the regular schedule as we typically have it here. And it does feel good to be able to do that. <laughs> Um, but I know that during that Christmas um, and New Year's break that I just feel so like conflicted. Should I be working? Should I be resting? So I did a little bit of both and I flip-flopped back and forth. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys today about dampened or hidden dreams and goals. And the reason I wanted to talk about this is because when I came out of this relationship, I had no idea what, how it would impact my, my physical and my mental. I guess I just felt like I could walk away and I had no idea that it, you know, I mean, it's just pretty deep seated and that's why I wanted to talk about this because, um, I wanted to not make you as clueless as I was. I was hoping to give you some information that would help you to just be in the know and that's why I thought that this was a good place to start. I had, when I decided to do this podcast, I'd gone into, um, write down all the ideas that I had. And this was the first one that, that came up for me. And so I decided just to go in order with what I've got. Maybe later I'll get a little bit more organized or something. But at the time, I'm just going to kind of follow what I had because I feel like um, that's a good place to go. So here we go. Are you guys ready to learn a little bit more? And at the very end, I've got some good things that, that will help you just to get some um, clarity in your life. When we have been through abuse, be it physical, emotional, verbal, or mental, our minds and bodies go into survival mode. This can lead us one of two ways. Some people will get super focused and they go to become successful so they can avoid the trauma happening to them, or so they think. Others will try to maintain existence and use all their energy to keep things as calm as they can where they are. This can be to keep volatility to a minimum, please the abuser, or they create as much of what looks like normalcy in their lives. This can show up in one or more of these ways. What goes on inside of us during this time? I want to start with looking at the body. When the body is under continual stress, it releases cortisol as a higher level, at a higher level for a longer period of time than we intended for our body. This heightened level of cortisol, the primary stress hormone, increases sugars in the bloodstream, enhances your brain's use of glucose, and increases the availability of substances that repair tissues. You may have heard of the analogy of running away from danger when we were more primal. The cortisol was intended to be used in short bursts to get us out of danger. The body gets that hit of cortisol so it can bolt from the perceived dangers and get to safety. The body increases its capability for the short time so it could deal with the danger. When it does this, it triggers other things to happen in our body. This includes increasing the availability of substances that repair tissues, but this is created to be short-lived in the body, not long-term. When the body experiences this long-term, it starts becoming addicted to the cortisol hit. 
but the body also starts creating health issues like fatigue, headaches, intestinal issues, suppressed immune issues. It also shows up as autoimmune issues, increased blood pressure and weight gain. And these are just some of the effects. There are so many different things that um, happen to our bodies and show up in just the funkiest ways sometimes. So this is just an extreme short list. Okay, so when this happens, your body spends its time trying to re-regulate itself, and it takes a lot of energy. When we have health issues, it's our body's way of crying out for help to do something and to make it better. This exertion in this direction means the body doesn't have energy to do anything more. So much more could be said here, but this is the gist of it. I wanted you to just have a little bit about, you know, what it can do in our bodies, okay? Now the mind. Remember that slow drip water torture I talked about in the last podcast and the rock? I want you to visualize a single drop of water hitting a rock in the same place over and over and over again. Slowly, an indentation starts to occur. Left long enough, it can drill a hole through the rock. When a person is belittled, told they're stupid, ignored, ridiculed for their opinion, or spoken to in a harsh, condescending way over many years, it has the same effect. It changes the belief system in that person about themselves. They may spend their energy defending themselves, covering up the hurt, or trying to brush it off like it's nothing. They may even attempt to work on themselves to be at a, per a better person because they believe the things they're being told and believe that they are the problem. That was one thing that I did. I thought it was all me. I thought if I could be a better wife, then th this wouldn't be this way, that it's, it's got to be me. You know, we're always told to work on ourselves. And that is true. I don't want to discount that at all because I can tell you from working on myself, I have discovered some crazy things about myself that I really did. I needed to work on those. So I'm not trying to discount that. I just know that sometimes it's outside of us. It's just, it's not our problem, but it is in our realm and it becomes our problem. Um, I also, I want to interject here and I want to tell you that you are worthy. You have to do nothing to be worthy. As a baby, you have all the worthiness you will ever have, and that never changes. Nothing you do or don't do can make you more or less worthy. You just are. Okay, back at it. Through the years of hearing and experiencing these demeaning things, a person will internalize. When we do this, it starts affecting our physical body and starts showing up in health issues, as I talked about before. Creativity may still be there, but it's being used on how to keep peace, how to deal with health issues, how to avoid conflict. This means to actually have dreams and take action on them would take more energy, energy that you don't have. And these dreams and actions are future focused. And right now, all that person can think about is the present. You still have those dreams inside of you. They haven't gone anywhere. It's just not your focus or something that you can exert yourself with at the moment. Now, if you feel all crea creativity has left you and you have nothing to offer those dreams inside of you at the moment, it's okay. Healing takes time, and I'd like to offer you some ways to help reawaken that peace within yourself. 
The first one seems quite cliche, but I have found for me that it is the biggest help is to spend time in nature. And I want to give it a little different spin on it. And the reason is because, yeah, I could go outside and take a walk. And that is lovely. That's, it's wonderful. I can go do my chores. That is wonderful. I'm outside. But I want you to do it in a different way. When you go out in nature, I want you to sit. No electronics or other people. When you sit, listen. Listen to the sounds around you. Don't name them. Just hear them. Listen for close sounds. And when you've settled in a bit, listen for faraway sounds. It's crazy how well the ear can do this with a little bit of time. And you can do this for as little as five minutes or as long as you want, an hour. I know I went out one day and the wind was blowing pretty good. And it was so fun just to listen to the wind and um, the different sounds that the different trees make with the wind blowing. And that, I just, I thought it was amazing. Secondly, allow yourself to cry. Cry as long as you feel you need. A lot of us have um, pushed all that down and we didn't cry for the longest time. And so this crying is going to be a huge cleansing for your soul. Make sure that you're in a safe place or that you can get to a safe place so you can truly allow it to come. Um, you will be amazed at when you actually allow yourself the space to cry, how healing that can be. But you can't judge yourself. Don't do that. Let yourself be. It's okay. And lastly, start recognizing things or events that you like or you don't like. It could be a color that catches your eye, a painting, an activity that you've done many times before or never before. Would you do it again or no? You don't even have to give a reason. You can just say, mm, no, that's it. Um, but this is going to get you back in tune with yourself. And you may be where you just don't even know what you like anymore. And this is going to help you to get back into that piece of it and help to just reawaken it within yourself. You are learning to re-engage with yourself with these activities, and that is what is needed. Opportunities to try things, be aware, and start truly experiencing again. Okay, this is the first step to getting that part of you to reawaken. Get back in touch with your dreams and the creativity within you. Okay, my friends, I want you to have a fantastic week. Um, you know, it is going to be 50-50. There's going to be some crappy things that happen, and there's going to be some fantastic things that happen. And that's just the way it is. It's all in how we look at it, though. So I want you to just have a wonderful week. Thank you for joining me. I love you, and I'm here for you.